Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, weird dog-shaped devils, chainsaw weapons, a sadistic boss, puke kissing, insane action sequences, and very uncomfortable ideals. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 411, Chainsaw Man. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and manga reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well during this wonderful, amazing, and beautiful day that we've got right now. Hope things are going well. Hope you've been checking out some great mangas. And most importantly, hope that all of you are doing well. I've been doing pretty good. Things have been going great. And I'm excited because it's a new week, new manga, and a new time. But if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin is some podcast and vanger reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Now, what does that mean? Well... Every episode, I talk about one or two geeky topics, and I tell you the pros and cons about it. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga, Japanese comics. And I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the story arcs, the production quality, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly entertaining you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com we're also on instagram spotify youtube stitcher uh itunes facebook and various other social media platforms remember to like and subscribe we're also on discord where you can actually comment and recommend mangas for me to review that is at tinyurl.com forward slash spira discord and if you have any questions or comments or if you just want to tell me i'm wrong about a certain series you can email me personally at zan that's xan at spirakin.com uh we used to have a phone number we got rid of that so actually let's get to it shall we because i'm actually really excited because i think that's all the shilling i need to do oh wait you can also tweet me at spirakin so with that in mind, let's actually get to it because we've got a lot to do and I'm very excited today because we've got manga news. Some really good ones and some really good ones. The first one is pretty big. It is major publisher news because Vertical Inc. is dead. Long live Kodansha Books. So to explain that, uh, Kodansha USA Publishing announces part of their next phase of Kodansha's English language publishing program. They are changing their Vertical Inc. brand name to Kodansha Books. So for those of you who are fans of Vertical Inc., it is no more. It is gone. Poof. Goodbye. Now it is Kodansha Books. And Kodansha Comics are going to be changing their name to Kodansha Manga, which kind of makes sense. And the reason for this is that the company wants to bring in all of their titles from Kodansha Comics, Kodansha USA International, and Vertical under one unified Kodansha. They've also redesigned their logo, and this is kind of a big deal because it's a major change in the whole uh, licensing and publisher medium. One of the big boys is gone. Now officially it's all under Kodansha. It sucks because... Vertical was once this podcast's favorite publisher. They had lots of amazing Senin, Jose, and Shoujo works that were released. Lately, they've kind of been dropping the ball, focusing more on things like, uh, well, uh, Monogatari. But now it looks like their officially Vertical, which is gone, is now just going to be the light novel section, which is just going to be all Monogatari, and all the mangas are going to be under Kodansha Manga. So, well... I'm excited to see what they do now. It should be a little bit easier to understand and hopefully it'll make our news section a little lighter. But I digress. 
Now that that's out of the way, let's get to some convention news. And this one is one you can probably guess. Another convention is going virtual. Which one? Well, Crunchyroll announced that this year's Crunchyroll Expo convention will be a virtual event from August 5th to 7th, 2021. And this is in order to emphasize the health of the attendees, staff, exhibitors, and guests. So, you can actually check it out for free. When it's online, more information will be put up. But, if you're someone who wanted to go to this year's live Crunchyroll Expo, just like last year, they're going to roll over your tickets for next year, regardless of if there's a price change, or you can request a full refund. Uh, Personally, this whole thing of all the virtual conventions is kind of getting to me just a little bit. I want to go to a real con, but... I digress. So that's our con news. And we actually have some news because the winner for the 14th annual Manga Taisho Award has been announced. And the winner of the 2021 award was Kanehito Yamada and Tsukasa Abe's Freeren Beyond Journey's End, or Freeren Soso no Freeren, which is released in Weekly Shonen Sunday. And, uh, I'm actually excited to read this one. I heard some good things. It's about a thousand-year-old elf who decides to kind of go on a, I'm done with adventuring, what happens next? Uh, If you remember, last year's winner was Blue Period, which we reviewed in this podcast, a great manga, which is very enthralling. So that is our major news. So let's actually get to some licensing news. Um, First off, we have some news from Cross Infinite World Publisher, which... That's a name I've heard for in a while. But they've licensed Yamori Mitsukusa's Romance of the Imperial Capital Kingdom, A Tale of Living Alongside Spirits, or Teto Kotogami Romantan Kinro Otome to Oshikate Jusha, the light novel. And this is a story about a retro-modern romantic fantasy set in the age of Kotogami. Now, after Fearsome Beast burns down her company lodgings, Akari finds herself homeless and out of a job. Luckily, the handsome yokai who rescued her from the beast offers her a job as a live-in custodian at a mansion in the city. Needing a place to stay, Akari accepts Tomohito's offer, but soon finds that living in a house full of eccentric Kodogami spirits isn't exactly the sweet deal she was hoping for. Got it. With no alternative, Akari resigns herself to cohabitating with her idiosyncratic new roommates, and so begins the heartwarming tale of the trials, new friendships, and blossoming romance of a hard-working young woman living in an age where the Kodogami spirits walk among humans. This sounds like a mix of several different series, and it could be really good or it could be really bad. If there's an anime adaptation, I'm pretty sure that Greta would really like this series because it's very similar to... Um, uh, home for Wayward Spirits, but I'll have to wait and see. Now, now let's get to the bad boy of the manga licensing world. We're talking about Denpa, the more eccentric and weird and great, amazing publishing company that has some great titles. Well, they have some huge news, especially for people who are mech otaku. The reason why is that they've licensed Oroaki Sabishi and Takayuki Yanase's Mobile Suit Gundam, Char's Counterattack, Beltorchika's Children, the manga. Now, this is based on the novel that uh, Yoshiyuki Tomino wrote, and it's an alternative take on the events that form the core story of the very amazing 1988 film, Mobile Suit Gundam Char's Counterattack, which was actually made by Tomino. Now, the cool thing is this novel actually debuted in print a month before the film, so it's kind of like, actually the film is an alternate timeline, but... It's Gundam, so everything is alternate timelines. 
But either way, the main thing is in both of these stories, Amuro Ray and Char Aznabal clash in their final confrontation. There's slight differences from the original uh, movie to the novel. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but one of the bit most significant difference is that Amuro and Char piloting different mechs instead of their usual ones. In the movie, they're piloting the new Gundam and the Sazabi, and in the novel they're piloting the high new gundam and the nightingale uh both are designed very differently so kind of cool there's also some gundam model kits for these if you're interested so if you are a fan of gundam this is totally something to look into we have uh digital manga publishing uh, they're going to be releasing the fifth and sixth compiled volumes of Ko Yonode's Twittering Birds Never Fly or Sezuru Tori Wa Habata Kani, the manga. And this one is about a, if you remember, we've talked about this before, it's about the sexually masochistic Yakuza boss, Yashiro, who isn't the type to warm up to others easily. But when Chikara Domeki, his newly hired bodyguard, catches his interest, he reconsiders his hands-off policy with subordinates. And as Yoshihiro's invitations fail, the Yakuza boss finds out that his bodyguard has a very personal reason for staying at arm's length. It's one of those weird yai romances that it's bordering on Bara a little bit. So if you're interested in that, this is totally up your alley. So let's move on to other publishers. We have One Piece Books with three new licenses. First off, they're going to be publishing Ui Kashima. I belong to the baddest girl, the manga. And this is a hit series also known as Bashira Naboku to Koisuro Bocho-san. And the whole thing is that Be Mine. Unoko has always been bullied and high school is no different. Right away, the top troublemaker boss, Toramura, makes him her personal errand boy. The only thing is, she thought she was asking him out. So, Toramura was sure they're dating, while Unoki is convinced he's under her thumb. This stage is set for a rom-com of misunderstandings. So, really angry girl and very submissive guy? Well, could be good, could be bad. Um... They're also going to be publishing Ryosen Takami and Honoki Honoki's Multi-Mind Mayhem, Itakai Tensei Shokudo Manga. Uh, and this one is about Bard Cornelius, the son of a nobleman of Marikia, an empire located in a parallel universe. But Bard is no ordinary boy. He's got three souls packed into one body. Aside from his own consciousness, he's got Oka Sanai, a miserly samurai, and Masaharu Oka, a high school otaku who loves animal ears. With his extra knowledge of military tactics and business acumen, Bard's ready to cheat his way to the top. Get ready to enjoy the manga version of this hit Izakai light novel series. This one is kind of cool and it's kind of weird. The fact that it's three minds in one is a little strange. I mean, let's be honest. In So I'm a Spider, So What, Kumos. San or Kumoko has been able to compartmentalize her mind into different things, which kind of makes sense. It's nonsensical, but it's like, okay, this is brain, brain, brain. They're all the same mind, though. It's just she thinks differently. This is there's three completely different minds fighting for control. So I don't know if this will be good. This may be bad. I'm not entirely sure, but we'll have to wait and see. Now, their last new release is going to be uh, Sumisaba and Imaru Adachi's Higehiro, or After 
being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway, the manga. This one's actually been getting a lot of attention, so a lot of people have been talking about it. Because the premise is that Yoshida is just your average salary man drowning his tears and booze. On his way home one night, he finds a runaway high school girl sitting on the street. She offers to sleep with him in exchange for a place to stay. And Yoshida lets her off the hook and offers her work instead. A rom-com between the most unbalanced couple you'll ever see. Now, another reason why this one is in the news is that this is actually going to be getting a new adaptation on April 5th, 2021. So we're going to be actually getting a new anime manga adaptation, which is coming out, I think, before this, because this... Well, when we get to the point of when we talk about it, we'll say when it comes out. But I believe it's coming out in uh, September. Oh, it's coming out in October. So it's way after. So people are going to already be knowing about this series. The light novel is available, though, by uh, Katakawa Shoten if you want to get it. But that's the Japanese version. Anyway, but that's all of the One Piece books. Uh, Square Enix actually is releasing two little things. Uh, They're going to be licensing uh, Ponja's manga adaptation of My Izekai Life. I gained a second character class and became the strongest sage in the world. Or Tensei Kenja no Izekai Life. Dani no Shogero o et Sakai ni Narashita. The light novel series uh, by Shiko Shoto and Huka Kazabana. So this is the manga adaptation of that series. And this one... Of course, what happens, a corporate drone, one day his home PC flashes a message about him being summoned to another world. He restarts his machine, only finally he's been inadvertently accepted the summons. Now he's in a fancy world far removed from paperwork and computers. He's got one thing on his mind, waking up from what he thinks is a dream and getting back to the mountain of work he left behind. Uh, he discovers he's a monster tamer who befriends slime, and thanks to their number, he's able to absorb lots of knowledge and gains a second character class in the blink of an eye. Now, what will he do with this power that he has? Well... That's what the series is about, and this is popular in the Izakai community for, I don't know if it's because of the slimes or what, but people really do enjoy this series, so people are excited for this. The other thing that Square Enix Books is releasing is the Final Fantasy VII Remake Material Ultimana Hardcover book, which is, I believe, an art book for Final Fantasy VII, the remake, so yeah, there's that. Now let's get to Tokyo Pop, which actually has been releasing some decent things. I don't know what's been going on with them, but they've been much better. Um, they have licensed author Ko Yasuhashi, character designer Mito Nagishira, and artist Neko Yatsuba's Her Royal Highness Seems to Be Angry, or Oja Denka wa Oke no Yo Des, the manga series. Now, this one in a remote kingdom, there lived a princess adored by her subject and wielding powerful magic. But as her land was ravaged by an endless war, she lost everything. Her people, her family, her loved ones, and eventually her own life. Until she opened her eyes and awoke in a place she'd never seen before. A thousand years have passed and she finds herself reincarnated in someone else's body. Realizing the person she's now living in is despised by her own family and even her fiancé, the former princess struggles to understand this new world and the events that have transpired since her death. There's a lot to be upset about, but first on the list, how in the world did future magic turn out so lame? This one seems kind of fun. I'm hoping that's actually a fantasy girl reincarnating to a modern girl, which could be a very nice switch on the Izakai genre, but we're going to have to wait and see. So those are our licensing news. And just to recap, the Romance of the Imperial Capital, Karagame, is going to be released digitally by uh, CIW on May 31st, 2021. 
Her Royal Highness seems to be angry. Is going to be released by Tokyo Pop July 2021. I Belong to the Baddest Girl is going to be released by One Piece Books on September 14th, 2021. Uh, Multi Mind Mayhem is going to be released by One Piece Books on September 14th, 2021. After being rejected, will be released on October 14th, 2021. You're seeing a theme there. Uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake Material Ultimate will be released by Square Enix December 2021. Twittering Birds is going to be released digitally and in print by DMP sometime this year. And then there is no news for the actual release date for Beltacor Chica's Children. So there will be a release for the Gundam series. We know we have it, but we have no idea when it's going to happen. So there's that. Uh, last bit of news, in summer 2021, Wako Haraka will launch a new manga titled Karitu Yochi. More information is going to be released at a later date. On April 13th, Hiro Aikawa will launch a new manga titled Kazuki-san no Kaisuojikan, or Kazuki's Time for Love, and this is going to be released in Kodansha's Bisatsu Friend magazine. It's going to center on two characters who both have no experience in romance. You have Kotoko Oyasi, who's an even-keeled high school girl, and then there's Kyo Kazuki, a handsome and gentle-mannered adult male. Kind of one of those May-September relationships, but could be good. Seems very similar to After the Rain, though, from what it sounds like so far. Uh, final bit of news. On April 23rd, Hiroto Wada is going to be launching a new manga titled Yankee Mito Komen in Kodansha's Evening Magazine. And this is the Mito Komen that you know is not Mito Komen. Now, for those who don't get that reference, well, Mito Komen was, is a long-running period drama that aired in Japan from 69, 1969 to 2011. So it's apparently a revitalization of this. So could be good, could be bad. Uh, and that's the news. I uh, hope that kept you informed and intrigued. And now let's actually get to the more important thing, the reason why I do this podcast, why I've been doing it for so long. Yes, I'm talking about the manga review for the week. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated on PWing a manga that was written by Tetsuki Fujimoto and published by Shuisha. Now, this is meaning it's released over here by Viz Media. It's a Shonen Jump series, even though this totally does not feel like a Shonen Jump series. It's kind of dark. Uh, original run was uh, December 2018 to December 2020. There are 11 volumes. It is a dark fantasy horror action series, and the name of this manga is Chainsaw Man. So, in a world where Devils exist as beings that can make contracts with you and cause havoc around the world. There is a young man named Denji, who is, he says he's 16 year old, you're not really sure. Um, he's got scruffy blonde hair, and he owes a stupid amount of money to the Yakuza. Since he was a little kid, he owes money to them, so he's become their fixer. He does stuff for them in order to pay off his debt, which is 300 billion yen. Uh, so he's going to be paying till the day he dies. And when he's first told, you have to get us money or we're going to kill you, he ends up meeting a small little devil who has a chainsaw nose. Looks like a little pug with a chainsaw for a nose. And he's afraid it's going to kill him. But he's like, you know what? I'll make a contract with you. You be my friend and we'll be safe. And he ends up becoming a devil hunter for the Yakuza. So they hire him for different events and he kills demons for them. But he's been doing a lot to make sure that he can pay off his bill. Uh, he's gone to extraneous lengths. Uh, 
for example, he gave his kidney, his eye, supposedly one of his balls. He's doing everything he can in order to survive. And he lives a very pauperish life. What I mean by that is, for example, his idea of cake is buying a bag of flour, mixing it with water, and then putting some sugar in. It says, this tastes like cake. He has no idea what cake is. He will not eat for three days, then eat a piece of bread. And he wonders about the wonders that is jam. Like, jam is an unknown concept for him. And it's pretty sad. But he does this, and the Yakuza bosses kind of treats him okay. He's like, okay, so this job is worth 400,000 yen. All right, so we're going to take off 140 off of your bill, and then the rest is going to go for commissions, and then you get to keep 7,000 yen, which completely fucks him over. It's These guys are using him, and one day his boss calls him and says, listen, we got a devil that we need exterminating. Can you help us out? He's like, sure, I'll do that. And if they take him down into the bottom basement of a building he's like oh what is this thing he's like listen kid you've been really good you're like a dog you do whatever you say we never have a problem with you you follow orders good however you know what i don't like dogs and the yakuza boss is going to give him to a demon called the zombie demon who's going to kill him and turn him into a zombie and he gets killed however when he gets betrayed um, the demon that he has made a contract with, Puchita, who is a little, like I said, he's a, a little dog with a chainsaw, talks to him and says, I don't want you to die. I want you to survive. You're my friend. And I'll make a contract with you because I love that you shared your dreams with me. So I'll become your heart in exchange of you showing your dreams of a re- normal life. And he agrees and he comes forms back into one pure form and his arms turn into a chainsaw, so his face turns into a chainsaw, and he kills all the zombies. And he has become Chainsaw Man, kicking ass and killing things. And he's a demon-human hybrid that kills a bunch of stuff, and he kills all the zombie people. I think he does kill the Yakuza boss, too. It's not really sure, because the art style is... Eh, it's questionable. But he kills everybody that's in that room, avenges himself. And then a lady in a... Suit comes in, pulls a gun, and they're going to kill him. And she says, no, 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 this one's normal. Turns out her name is Makima. And she is in charge of the public safety... Uh, she's a public safety devil hunter. And she's in part in charge of Section 4. And she sees that he's human. So she says, you know what? Do you want to die or you want to live? It's like, I'll give you whatever you want in exchange. You work for me. Until I don't need you anymore, then you're going to die. And what does he ask for? Does he ask for money? Does he ask for power? He asks for food. So he has become her dog. She says, I've always wanted a dog. You'll be my dog. All you say is woof and yes. Later on, he could say more things. But So she will feed him, treat him good, and he does her dirty work for her. Similar to the thing with the Yakuza, but he gets real food, like udon and corn dogs, which boggles his mind. He ends up... The thing is, he is kind of naive. Uh, when they first go to get food after, because they haven't had breakfast, they hear that a uh, little girl was kidnapped by a devil. So she says, my udon's going to get soggy. You go deal with this. But he's like, wait, my udon is like, you do, all a dog says is woof or yes. 
So he goes, he sees a girl with a with her devil who looks like a little worm. He's like, please don't. My dad got mad because he hissed at him. I don't want him to and I don't want him to die. And Denji's like, you know what? Run. I don't want I didn't see you, just run, because he thinks the best of these people who have good relationships with devils, because he doesn't think they're all evil. He thinks that they're a mix, because Let's be honest, he has a good relationship with Puchita, which was his best friend, was like his dog. And now that Puchita's gone, he kind of has some issues that's like, my dog died, but he's still with me, but he's not with me, whole thing. But turns out the girl actually is a devil, she's just pretending to be good, and he becomes Chainsaw Man and kills him. Kills her and the devil. And like, you did good. So he ends up now working for the uh, special uh, public safety division four which are all the rejects and it's his job to work with them and solve problems and he has uh owie who is um you know straight laced the guy who's who's um i follow things by the book he's the weirdo and then they throw in another girl whose name is uh power and power is just a straight up devil but she has a human form, and she's the deal is they'll give her blood as long as she works with them. And she's kind of crazy. Well, she's stupid crazy. And it goes on like this. I don't want to get too far into it because they are making an anime series for this. However, this series is crazy. It's violent, and it's kind of addictive. It's well done. It's for Shonen Jump series. It does a lot of different things that I wouldn't expect. A lot of different things I wouldn't expect, especially because they introduce characters that are very cool and they seem like they are part of the main narrative and then they kill them off. This series has no qualms with killing characters. Uh, Some do come back because of the power of, you know, you make a contract with a demon, you can come back to life. But for the most part, most of them do die. And there's a lot of questions going on. Also, Denji's a very unique character because he's not driven by greed or anything crazy he's driven by base needs things that he wants that he thinks is a normal life for example eating regular food touching a girl's boobs getting his first kiss he thinks of these things and those are the things that drive him to be serious and be the best he can be his first kiss is hysterical because he's at a party and this girl says i'll french kiss you if we fight we beat this guy and we beat this guy beat the demon And she kisses him, but she's been drinking, and she pukes in his mouth. So his first kiss, he's like, oh, God, I will never kiss again because my first kiss is going to taste, it tastes like puke. And now all kisses are going to make me think of puke. And someone else gives him a choop-choop, which apparently is a lollipop, Japanese lollipop. And so he says, your your first indirect kiss was from a choop-choop. Think about that. So then your next kiss will be a choop-choop. All kisses taste differently. So the people that care about him, and its he's a great character, and the ensemble cast is intriguing. The premise of the powers is a little hard to wrap your head around their contracts. And then everyone's power is slightly different. Like, Aki's power is really kind of crazy, because he starts out having uh, the fox demon contract, which allows him to summon a, a fox demon's head that eats things. He has the um, curse... Uh, devil contract which essentially gives him a sword that's a giant needle 
And the deal is that he can use this needle to fight, but every time he uses the needle, his lifespan shrinks. So it kind of sucks. So eventually he's going to die using this. And the other one, uh, he eventually gets a power to see the future for like three seconds. And the deal is it's going to eat his eyes because it knows he's going to die horrifically. So it's like, I like this, that you're going to die. So we'll see how this goes. I'm trying to think. There's a couple other interesting characters, but... Overall, the characters are great. The art style is questionable. It is rough. It is slashy. It's a little bit like No Gun Life mixed with a bit of One Punch Man mixed with a little bit of Fire Force. So it's a little what the hell. But unlike those, this has a better cohesion to it and it fits better. I think maybe because it's Shonen Jump, and they do 9 out of 10 times have a good job. This looks better. Now, art style is great. Characters are unique. I will say that I'm pretty sure that the main girl, Makima, there's something up with her. Not sure yet. I read a few chapters ahead, but we'll see. I'm happy with the series. I like where it goes. And it's something which I'm surprised I never read before, and I'm happy that I was able to read it. So, for that reason, and all the positives, I'm going to have to give this a borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. It's really good. It's There's a couple of issues with it. Nothing too crazy. Uh, but it is a bit pervy. So, if you're not into perviness, you're not going to like it. It's, the art style is a little cringy. Like I said, it's it works, but it is still a little like, eh. But the concept is cool. The violence is great. The action is great. It's just a couple of little things to make it from being perfect. It is it is really worth checking out. And if your friend has it, grab it. Don't return it. And that's my rating on it. And if you disagree with me, you can email me at Zan. That's X-A-N at Spirekin.com or tweet me at Spirekin. And uh, yeah, so that's our review for the episode. Uh, remember, you can, you can check out any of the other podcasts at www.spirekin.com. We're going to be releasing the Justice League, the Zack Snyder's Cut Justice League uh, Zan Superhero Extraordinary Zan's Extraordinary Superhero Examination Podcast. We've got a couple of movie podcasts coming out for some other shows, and we've got our TV Tuesday. We have our next Bondathon episodes coming out. I know we've been dragging that out, but they keep pushing back Bond. We're gonna keep going until it's perfect. So whatever. And we have some other podcasts. Check them out at Spark.com. Remember to like and subscribe. Recommend this to your friends. And well, that's about it for the shilling part. As usual, thank you guys for listening. I love doing this podcast. I love hearing from you guys. Feel free to email me at zanspirekin.com or tweet me at Spirekin or tag me on Instagram. I always love seeing cool things. And with that, I think we should get to the manga releases for the week, which was March 16th, 2021. And ironically, it's 16th and we have 16 releases that came out yesterday. So what are the ones that came out? Well, we have 20th Century Boys, the Perfect Edition, Volume 11. Beast Complex, the sequel to Beastars. We have Beastars Volume 11, Blood on the Tracks Volume 5, Cells at Work Code Black 7, Drifting Dragons 8, Hell's Paradise Jikogoraku Volume 7, Inspector Volume 13, Kumakuma Kuma Bear The Light Novel Volume 5, Mason Ikoku Collector's Edition Volume 3, My Little Pony the Manga, A Day in the Life of Equestria Volume 3, no Guns Life Volume 9, Ruby the Official Manga Volume 2, 
showman sample. I was abducted by an elite all-girl school as a sample commoner, volume 14. Why is that series not done? Uh, Turning Point, 1997 through 2008, which is the one that I am so excited that's finally coming out. Um, it's an autobiographical manga. I highly recommend it. And Whisper Me, a Love Song, Volume 3. So we've got a couple of good stuff this week and some trash this week. But what are you guys interested in? Let me know. And so, now that that's out of the way, let's get to the part that all of you have been waiting for. Arguably the most popular part of this podcast. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one, that only, the... Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. So when I spin that one, that only the Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on, the manga that is connected to that number is the one-hour review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review episode 412. And I'm actually excited for that because we've got some great titles on here. And you can check out the titles on our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash spyrodiscord. If you go there, you can recommend stuff for us to review and also get a link to our review archive to see what we've already reviewed. And we've got some great titles on here, just going from the top to bottom. We've got um, number 10 has Siren. Number 9 has Heaven's Design Team. Number 8 has Play It Cool Guys. Number 7 has Knights of the Ice. Number 6 has Blue Flag. Number 5 has Sleeping Princess in the Demon's Castle. Number 4 has Gigant. Number three has Masamune Kun's Revenge. Number two has Wave Listen to Me. And number one is bottom tier character Tamozaki. So what is it going to be? What are we going to be reviewing? Well, let us spin and find out, shall we? Number eight. So as I said, number eight is Play It Cool Guys. Uh, is this a good manga? Is it a bad manga? Well, I'm not sure, but we're going to find out, and I will review this in the next episode. So, as usual, thank you guys for listening. I love that you guys are still a part of this after so many episodes. We've been doing this since 2008, and we're still going to keep going on as long as we can. I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga.
Now, it has been a while since I've actually done a proper stinger for one of the manga reviews, but I had to because while I was a little bit more controlled for the review of Chainsaw Man, don't think that I don't think this is one of the most insane and probably coolest properties I've seen in a while. This is like... How do I put this nicely? Kind of like Ricky O, where at one point I was like, what the fuck am I reading? And this is completely fucking insane. Because I didn't really describe about Denji that as Chainsaw Man, he has a chainsaw for a fucking head and two chainsaw arms, and they can make chainsaw legs, and he has a ripcord on his chest. I didn't bring that up, because I thought it would be a little too much, and you have to experience Chainsaw Man. It is kind of insane... But it's really cool. And seeing the PV for the anime has made me just totally hype up for it. Because it is crazy and weird. And some of the gags are hysterical and just strange. And some of the interactions are just so crazy. It's just laughable. It's especially because Makima is treating Denji like an indentured servant. You have Aoki trying to be... The, um, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, and he gets frustrated at what Denji says, because at one point, someone kills Aoki's friend. Denji cuts off his arms, and the bottom parts of his legs, leaves the guys there, gets Aoki, and says, okay, the cops are coming in five minutes, so let's play a game. What do you mean? Here's the game. We're going to keep kicking him in the nuts until he screams loud. Whoever makes him scream the loudest gets a prize. What's the prize? Well, we're letting uh, your friend know that she's been avenged. And the straight-laced guy's like, no, 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 this is beneath me. You know what? Why not? And you just see your, ah! So, kind of cool. Gotta say. So, yeah. Chainsaw Man. Check it out. Uh, really worth it. Uh, there are some issues, but totally borrow from a friend or steal from a friend.